Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. And I'll remember that, and I would like to just repeat that if I could this morning a little bit, Brother Steve. He said like this, he said last Sunday, there's some things we must never forget. One thing is that there's a lot of things in this world we can latch our heart to. We can enjoy playing ball, we can enjoy doing this, we can enjoy our work, but we can never give our heart to it. A heart is only to be given to one, that is God. That is a very strong word, a very sure word, a very good word. And that is something that at the end time, as things are changing, there is things in this world that are wanting to steal our heart. And that's one thing that God will not allow. He wants us to worship Him and Him alone. There is no other God that can get our worship. Only, only God, Elohim, Adonai, and El Shaddai. That is something I believe that we need to have deeply ingrained in our heart as we go through life and as we come to conclusions in our life, especially again at this end time. The word perdition simply means ruin, damaged, a heart reduced to rubble. Now it says here in the Bible, which I will read at one point, where the son of perdition must be exposed, or he must come up, he must be seen, he must be visible. And I believe, as I understand this word, the son of perdition, and when it comes from, is speaking about, and I'll explain further, that has to do with all of our own individual lives. All of us can be a son of ruin. In our natural state, in our natural form, this is where we end up in. And at the end time, there will be pressure that will be put upon us. And I believe the perdition part or the part that can be ruined in our life will find it. And I believe what it's talking about is for a further purity and a clearing and a holiness to be in the bride at the very end. And for that to be, he has to expose to the man himself to the woman himself, who he really is. If it is in you, it shall come to the surface, in other words. If it is in you, it cannot be hidden any longer. Now, it is easy for us to stand in front of a mirror and we comb our hair, we get ready for church or an event or, or something, and what you see is who you think you are. But what is on the inside, nobody can really see that. And what this is speaking about is God is wanting to bring the inside out of us so that you can stand in front of a mirror all you want to, but what will be exposed or showing forth is that which is inside you and inside me. If it can be ruined, it will be ruined. At the end, this is what will happen. And I see this as tremendously the love of God and the mercy of God. I want to turn to Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 2, is where I will start. And we will look at this message and sum it up then over in the New Testament. In Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 2, it says, Son of man, 
Say unto the prince of Tyrus, Thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas or nations. Yet thou art a man and not God, though thy set thine heart as the heart of God. You know, I hear this word at times when somebody says, if we could only hear the heart of God. Now, this is speaking about Lucifer. He set his heart as the heart of God. We will not have the heart of God. The heart of God belongs to him. We can have things that are in the heart of God. But Satan saw that he had some great calling in his life or some great move of where God has placed him. And this is where it all started. And we want to look through this. As ministers of the gospel, I think this is extremely important to see this. Verse 13, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created, till iniquity was found in thee. The word iniquity in Hebrew is ikvil. That's what it's, it's pronounced, E-H-B-E-L, ikvil. There's a word that parallels that in German, I will. I will was found in thee. Now let's look at this, let's go back. Thou was perfect in thy ways, from the day that thou wast created till I will was found in thee. Now in Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12, it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Verse 13, For thou hast said in thine heart, Ich will, I will ascend into heaven. Ikbil, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Ikbil, I will set also upon the mount of the congregation or the church in the sights of the north. Ikbil, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. And Ikbil, I will be like the Most High. What caused Satan to stumble? from one of the most exalted positions in heaven, as the anointed covering Jerob, was when he said, I will. Now, somebody asked me last Sunday, notice that a lot of times when I preach, I use a lot of Old Testament. I go back to the Old Testament, I look for examples, because there's so much foundation in it. Now, in the New Testament, there's one area in James chapter 4, verse 15, where it says, for that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this and do that. In other words, it is saying here, let's not say that I will do this and I will do that and I will do that. It is saying it should all be based on if the Lord will. Now, my reason for going to the Old Testament is to explain what all you just saw. I could say to you this morning, it is not a wise thing according to the word of God to always say or to say that I will do this or I will do that.
But when you see that the principle behind it all is Luciferic and it was Satan, that this was found in his heart to say, I will. I also have something. I have an exalted place. God has given me something. And I will be like God. I will sit in the seat of God. I will sit in the congregation on the north. I will do this. Ich will, ich will, ich will. Satan or Lucifer worked as an anointed cherub until this iniquity or this ichvil was found in him. We see that to be such a strong statement. And then Jesus, or the, the word of God in, in, Je, in, in James chapter 4 verse 15 says, that do not say the word, I will do this and I will do that, but say the Lord will. As the Lord wills, I will be doing this. If the Lord is willing, Lord willing, I'll be doing this. Lord willing, we'll be going here. I believe it's a direct reminder of the great fall that happened in the heavenlies when man starts saying, I will do this and I will do that and I will do this. Rather than if God will, I shall do this. It's a tremendous warning to us. It was iniquity found in Lucifer at this point in the highest place. And I know we're living in a day when people say and think and certain denominations say that we cannot fall from grace. Well, if Satan was ripped right out of the very portals of heaven, right, right from the very presence of God, right from the throne of God, do we think we're of any stronger nature than what he was? Do we think that there is more grace for us than the one that lived right next to God himself? If Satan can fall from heaven and from the presence of God, so can the children of God. And this is one of the warnings. Now verse 16, it says, But now you rejoice in your boasting. All such rejoicing is evil, equal. It says here we should not, we should say, Lord willing. Not I will do this, I will that. It causes, it says that is rejoicing, that is evil. So it puts a tremendous caution within us. Now in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, it says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come first a falling away, and the, son, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of ruin. It says that Jesus' return will not be until the son of ruin will be revealed or come to the surface. Now, let's look at verse 4 yet. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, where is the temple of God today? You know the answer. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Bible is quite clear on that. So what this son of perdition does, it takes residence in the temple of God and says, it's going to be my way. I will do this and I will do that. It's the son of perdition. It will come to the surface. This person, these people, us, we will be tested in this last time to do our own will or to do the will of God. And it will be a, a, a big, vast difference between the two. 
One of them will not give up. I will have my own opinion. I will have my own way. It's going to be this way. That's it. And I will sit in the temple of God. I will sit within myself and I will call the shots and tell you what I will and what I will not do. This is part of the son of perdition that will be revealed in the end. Now, when we look at these verses, we see that this already is happening. It is happening. And when I look at my own heart, I see the testing. I see how many times that I'm tempted to yield myself to this type of disposition with God. That somehow it's, Lord, I have the option to say I will and I will not. No. Jesus said, I come and I delight to do thy will, O God, because that's the purpose I've been sent for. I've been sent to do the will of God and I do it with pleasure. But we see here in modern day Christianity that we so often think we have the option to say that I will believe in God or I will live the New Testament or I will go all the way with God or I will choose I will not go all the way with God. The Bible says the son of ruin at the end will be revealed in this very fact that in the basis of your heart somewhere you will have this inner voice if you allow it to be in there because we all have it. We are all of that nature. That you can say, I will not yield to God or I will yield to God. And I'll do it with pleasure. It's the son of perdition. What happens is the Bible says before his return, this son of perdition will have to come to the surface. If it's in you, it'll come to the surface. This is what he's speaking about. Now, you might say it was a very, very massive Air on the on the on the sight of Lucifer, being in God's glorious presence all the time, and he chose to do his. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.